if you are lucky enough to be in a leadership position, lucky enough to have the opportunity to do amazing things in your career or your life, you really need to bring somebody along with you. You need to open that door. And this is where men can play a really important role. Uh, this is where they can get involved in mentorship or sponsorship because it's going to take men and women to really move that dial. Hello, I'm Tizzy Philp, and welcome to In Conversation With, the latest podcast series from Valtech Cafe. In this three-part series, we'll be marking this year's International Women's Day theme of hashtag choose to challenge by speaking to women from across the digital spectrum to hear more on their take of the current state of the industry, what it takes to thrive, and how we can pay it forward. We'll cover diversity and inclusion policies, the impact of COVID, the accelerating pace of change, what it means to find balance, and why it's just as important to have the confidence to say yes as it is to say no. In our final episode in this series, we're talking about how we can take the insights of our generation and use them to inspire and support future generations of women and girls. What does success even mean? What does it look like in reality? And what are the things you need to prioritize to make sure you're taking care of yourself as well as your career ambitions? I have a stellar lineup of four women from across the globe to talk about their personal experiences and viewpoints, and most importantly of all, their advice to all of those people listening who are looking for a bit of guidance and encouragement in these strange times. So welcome everybody to the podcast. As ever, super excited to have you all here, and we should kick off with some introductions, and I thought maybe Sophie will come to you first. Hello, I'm Sophia Mono, and I am the founder of Scotland's first and only black woman-owned social media agency, Stuffs. I am also the founder of a social enterprise that helps homeless women discover their abilities and their worth through the wonderfully revolutionary act of self-love. I also sit on the BEMA Inclusion and Diversity Council, the Creative Scotland Equalities, Diversity and Inclusion Advisory Group, and the British Arts Council's new advisory group for a new narratives project. I'm so, so happy to be on this podcast uh, with like so many amazing women. And I'd like to start by wishing everyone, firstly, a very, very happy International Women's Day and Month. What a great way to kick off. Thank you very much, Sophie. Uh, right, how about we go to you, Alison, Ali? Hello, everybody. I am Alison Abraham. I am the Managing Director in North America for Valtech. I sit on the North American Leadership Team, and I'm super happy to be on this podcast. Uh, one thing I'm very passionate about is supporting the growth of more successful women in technology, especially around supporting the growth of our next generation of female leaders. Um, I sit on, on as a champion on a global movement named Move the Dial, who's committed to advancing the participation and the leadership of women in tech. And I also uh, run an executive director of Valtech's Tech Girl program, uh, which we executed in North America. And it's bringing youth together to underserved communities, teaching them and exposing them to things all around tech. So happy International Women's Day, everybody. And I'm very excited to be here. Thanks, Ali. And I am personally very excited to have you here as senior women within Valtech. You are always a source of inspiration. So I'm very pleased that you're here. Okay, Angie, finally over to you. Hi, this is Gordana Vucicovic. I do go by G and I'm the executive vice president of global sales uh, of Content Stack. 
uh, and uh, we are a modern content management system out of uh, San Francisco. And um, I am very passionate about promoting women's rights, about especially supporting younger generations. Um, I do that through different organizations such as Women in Revenue, uh, Women in Technology, where I provide mentorship and I'm delighted to be here today and uh, happy International Women's Day. Great. Thank you, everyone. Uh, it's great to have you all here. And I know that we're going to have a really great discussion based on uh, some of the, the early chats that we've had about what we wanted to bring up in this conversation. So to kick things off, I'm first of all going to go across to Sophie again, because Sophie, when we were having this introductory chat, you brought up a really brilliant point about the importance of celebrating yourself. And I just wondered if you could give us a little bit more about what that means to you. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we think about the term celebration, you think of great emotions, you think of joy, you think of happiness. There is this sense of community. And for the most part, we think of celebrations, birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, all the things that we're missing during lockdown. But when I think of celebrating ourselves as women, I'm talking about talking confidently and openly about your achievements. If anyone has seen Sports England's amazing This Girl Can campaign, it was all about celebrating whether you've gone for a five-minute run, a 50-minute run, whether you've broken a world record. It's all the little things that we can do to celebrate ourselves. Now, for me, this has been a big journey. <laughs> I definitely lacked a lot of confidence when I was reaching a certain level of success in my career. I would never put myself forward to speak at events. I would never you know, let managers know like, hey, here's this great thing that I've done. I would shy away from praise. But I've been on this journey of self-discovery and self-empowerment, Tizzy, over the last three years where I am absolutely empathetically cheering on myself and other women around me. I mean, even when I got the email about this podcast, old Sophie would have been like, no, no way, I've got nothing I could contribute <laughs> to the discussion. But Sophie Free is on, who's been on this journey of celebrating herself. I was like, yep, throw your name in the ring, get in there. Um, I want to be the 100 award this year I self-nominated myself <laughs> I didn't wait for anyone to self-nominate me for that award I listed all the reasons why I deserve to be um, nominated um, I recently applied to do a postgraduate at Cambridge even though I don't have wow. a degree because I truly believe as women we live in a society where we are not encouraged to celebrate ourselves confident women are often termed as difficult, a diva, you know, we've heard all of these really, really de derogatory words that are designed to keep women down. But I think, you know, I want us to start championing one another. And that starts from a young age, that starts with girls. It starts in the school system where girls are encouraged to celebrate their awards, celebrate their exam results, celebrate the things that they do outside of school. And I think when we start to do that, we start to create a culture around women that it's like we can achieve these things because I guarantee you, your male counterparts, when they go into to their annual appraisals and their one-to-ones, they are celebrating themselves a whole lot. So, yeah, for me, celebrating yourself means celebrate the things that makes you you as well. Women, we are wonderfully diverse, ages, disabilities, neurodiversities, race, sexualities, 
celebrate all the things that make you you and do it unapologetically. So yeah, when I think about celebrating ourselves, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I think that's that's brilliant, but it's easier said than done, isn't it? So oh, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned that you've just started doing all these awesome things. What changed in you, and what kind of gave you the kick to to change the way that you were approaching it? Yeah, I think it was a journey um, of changing the negative narratives that I had about myself. So if I saw like an email come in um, with an opportunity, I would usually start to be like, "Oh no, that." doesn't mean me you know that's not me that they're talking about and I started to write down the complete opposite I would start to like write down this is me because x y and z now the first couple of times I did it the emails never got replied to I still didn't put my name but I was starting to slowly break down those narratives that I had in my head and the more I wrote them down the more I read them back to myself I started posting about it on my social media found that to be a one wonderfully empowering way to start celebrating myself like I would start talking about hey I've you know been nominated for this award or I just launched our first social media campaign for this brand and social media was the place where I found the confidence to express the work that I've been doing on on writing these narratives amazing and I think everyone on this call is probably going to have equal admiration to you for for taking the lead and doing that. Ali, how about you? Is that something you can identify with? Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the areas that we can really encourage the next generation and even ourselves is being brave and not perfect and really living by that. You know, girls girls are always taught to be, wait until you actually have it down to perfection before you do something. And boys are always racing ahead and, you know, falling off that ladder or falling off that slide and I think teaching even young girls be brave you don't have to be perfect and fostering that is really important to start to celebrate even your failures and learning from them really great point Ali and how about you G have you got thoughts yeah certainly you know I I agree with everything that uh, was said and I was kind of looking at you know when you said it's easier said than done um I found that sometimes it's culturally. Um, you may come from a culture that in general, women, men, otherwise, is not um, used to necessarily kind of uh, boasting your, you know, your achievements and so on. And um, I come from a different culture. I live, I live in America. And America is, I think, more known about, you know, being, being uh, more open to that. But um, it wasn't so easy. I, I had to learn it, and I would just say, you know, for everybody out there is thinking it's it's um, it really just takes that first time, um, and it really does move the needle. I have found that once I have actually kind of broken through my own maybe thoughts and have been more vocal about my accomplishment, it was really well received. It was actually appreciated that you know I I shared the information and thoughts and so on. So. And then it just became contagious. Then, then uh, so hard moves the needle, and I now make sure that I'm sufficiently communicating things that I'm proud of. So I really, I know it's not easy, but once you kind of break that through that first time, it's it's um, it, it really, I think, um, you'll receive great um, reception on the other side. Brilliant. And talking of that term, moving the needle and moving the dial, Ali, maybe it's another time to bring you back in and to talk a little bit about what the work that you're doing with Move the Dial is all about. What are you trying to achieve there? 
Sure. Uh, move the dial. So, uh, like I mentioned, a global initiative where it's really about increasing the participation and the leadership of women in tech. You know, all of us, I'm sure, have been in that conference or that room where we were the only woman in the room. And you look around and you start to think, where are all the women? I mean, I love being able to have first in line at the bathroom, but I want to know where the other women are. I want to know where, they, where are they on stage? And so this organization is really about promoting that and giving the feeling that you can only be what you can see. So really important in role modeling and starting to see more women as icons we can look up to, um, where we can champion each other, where we can hear stories from each other that show us exactly what we can achieve as well. Such a great thing, Move the Dial, Ali, and thanks for giving us more detail about it. I want to now focus more on the rest of this conversation, which is obviously about uh, the women within our industry in particular. So we're talking about women in tech or digital rather than just the general women in the workplace. And I want to go back to you, G, from something that we were talking about when we had our, our call before really important point that you brought up about cultural differences. So we're not just talking about industry differences, differences of women's experiences within sector, but we're also talking about cultural differences across different regions. I wondered if you could give more background to, to what you wanted to say there. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, you know, it was kind of thinking through as in America, for example, you know, um, women's rights, and we've had some recent events with Black Lives Matter that I think have also kind of brought up the also issues of women and, and all unrepresented minorities out there. And I have seen kind of, I think for the first time here, actual shift. I think there's always been a lot of talk here and, you know, probably for the last decade or so, um, but I haven't seen um, companies uh, technology companies in particular, digital uh, companies, um, starting to take a real stance and starting to actually uh, commit and write down their commitments to diversity and kind of pledge to that um, in a much more meaningful way than I've seen before. And and I wonder if that's just in America or, you know, how how are things um, in Europe? Um, you know, have has there been any larger improvements, you know, as of late, or, or we were talking about Latin America as well. Really good point. And actually, I wonder to focus on those different cultural differences. Sophie, is this something that you've noticed in particular, you know, being in Scotland or the UK versus what maybe we're seeing across, across the Atlantic or elsewhere in the world? Absolutely. Um, I am one of those hybrids. Um, so my parents came to the UK as refugees. So my home life was very, um, very touched by a culture that wasn't representative of life in London. Um, you know, an East African culture where community is, is so ingrained. Work ethic is, is very, very different. You know, work is all about community. It's all about giving back to your community. You know, growing up in inner city London, working in the city, you know, I started my career in digital publishing. Again, uh, the, the working world, the working environment, the definitions of productivity are very, very different. Um, and the definition of success is very, very different. And then you move to Scotland as well. And that's a whole other world. Because <laughs> while it still is, you know, the UK, life in Scotland is a, a much, much, you know, slower pace. People do take time off, do go travel. You don't do the long hours as much as I was doing in London. 
I think our industry, digital media and tech, is definitely one where culture is talked about. You know, we all talk about, you know, the Googles and the core agencies and um, that, that culture of, you know, fun and creativity. You know, there's the tech uniform of the developers and the coders. But I think this conversation of culture goes should go a lot, lot deeper in 2021, especially mm-hmm. following the pandemic. It's not just about, you know, the cool cultures, the cool employee branding that we have inside the building and the pool tables and all of these sort of things that we hear in the digital agency world. It's about how do we treat people within the workplace? How do we make sure, for example, that you have paid maternity leave, paternity leave? How do you empower women to access more benefits and more perks? How do you make your company a place where people of colour feel welcome and feel celebrated. People who are LGBT plus feel that they can come to work as their authentic selves. And I think in our push to be super productive as a nation, as an industry, we've redefined culture as something that is just to do with output. I think if we are going to raise a generation of young girls and women to love STEM and to thrive in STEM going forward, we need to change the dial on what culture looks like. And culture isn't necessarily a tangible thing. It's yeah. can people turn up and be themselves in the workplace. And I think that's a really, really hard thing for leaders to measure, to advocate for. I think that's some of the stuff that I definitely want to do with my team in the sector that we work in, in agency land, we don't just want to be a cool agency. We want to be an agency that aligns with like real values that matter to today's women. So important, Sophie. And I wonder, Ali, you know, a lot of the conversations that we've had around imposter syndrome, I wonder if there's kind of a subtle segue here into that conversation as well. There is, Tizzy. You know, imposter syndrome, it's, it's, it's when you start doubting your abilities, you feel like you're not good enough. You're, you're waiting for that someone to discover that you shouldn't be in that room or on that stage or something. And, you know, many women have confessed to experience it. Many well-known women, Sheryl Sandberg, Michelle Obama, but it's not just a women's only issue. I think men feel this, certainly colleagues of mine or my significant other. I mean, we talk about it and I feel like men with a high EQ can recognize that they have this as well. And so it's about talking about it. It's about being vulnerable and opening up the conversation and understanding that imposter syndrome really is a universal issue that affects many. And so, you know, having uh, humility over arrogance and talking about and opening up and opening up the forum to actually say, I'm not the only one that feels like this. I I think experience helps with imposter syndrome. You know, you practice being in the room, you doing you, you believe your own thoughts and your insights are just as valuable as the next person. But it's not just about the individual believing in themselves. Back to Sophie's point on culture. I think places of work that make people feel marginalized feed into these feelings of doubt. And so it's super important to start to build workplaces that are very inclusive and can help create positive motivation for people. There's there's a responsibility of workplaces to create an environment that fosters different styles where diversity of race and gender and ethnicity are all accepted and everyone feels seen and valued and heard. 
Which is another reason why Sophie's earlier point about celebrating yourselves and having the confidence and being empowered to sing your praises and make people know what you're achieving and telling everyone about it in you know all its glory is so important as well. And that comes back to that whole point of yeah, confidence and empowerment. And I'm conscious that this podcast, this episode is all about paying it forward. You know, what advice can we give to the generations of people coming up behind us who you know, want to enter this world or want to have a career in this world, whatever it might be. But there's also an element, isn't there, that the world that I say, I say we, I know we're all of different ages here, but the world that we grew up in was a very different one when it came to entering the world of technology or, or digital, you know, it, I don't want to say it was a harder struggle in inverted commas, but we probably had very different experiences to what the the women and girls coming into the industry now are going to experience. You know, we have had this amazing push for real change when it comes to diversity and inclusion, women in the workforce. Then you also have the impact of the pandemic, which meant that the playing field was leveled when it came to, you know, the sharing of, of responsibilities at home and work-life balance. So we've kind of done this full circle now where the women and girls behind us are probably going to be in a much stronger position when it comes to, to tackling things like imposter syndrome and being more empowered to, to celebrate themselves. I'm going to bring in G again here because you made a great point about when we're thinking about paying it forward and the things that we can do to pay it forward. You also made a great point about not letting things slip back. We have laid a foundation here already, haven't we? So what is one of the things that we're passing on to the next generations, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. You're right. You know, I think all of our journeys were different and probably in some ways um, same. And, and certainly there have been trials uh, along the way and, and, and so on. But I'm actually excited. I, I, I do think that today is a much better place for women and girls in technology and in digital. And I do you know, ask of the future generations to not let it slip, to, to really push it forward, to, to carry on that pride, that place that is rightfully there uh, for women uh, to be in technology, to be prominent in technology, to be leaders uh, in technology. And, and I wonder, actually, you know, with the younger generations, and my hope also is that um, they won't have some of the pain body that we may have, or maybe we're talking here about the, you know, imposter syndrome and all of that, that the, the kind of the ground here is a lot more stable and, and they can really just grow and soar. Yeah, and I think we all feel really positive or much more positive than perhaps we have done historically for, for the young girls joining the workforce or the girls going into study STEM subjects at school or university. But there's also a segment of women who is kind of, maybe mid-career or early career and they're still trying to find their way and Ali I know that you care a lot about mentorship and the importance of sponsorship as well how do you think that can help to uh, to pay it forward to, to the women in the workplace at the moment? Absolutely I think mentorship and sponsorship they're really not buzzwords they are game changers for people uh, they can change the trajectory of somebody's career and you know there's a difference mentorship is an area where it evolves. It's somebody who always has the time for you. You learn from each other. The great saying of a mentor walks alongside you, showing you and pointing out what you can do. Where sponsorship is when somebody can see something in someone else that they may not see in themselves. They open that door. They make that introduction. They empower that person to shine. And I really do believe that if you are lucky enough to be in a leadership position, 
lucky enough to have the opportunity to do amazing things in your career or your life, you really need to bring somebody along with you. You need to open that door. And this is where men can play a really important role. Uh, this is where they can get involved in mentorship or sponsorship because it's going to take men and women to really move that dial. Such a vital point, Ali. Thank you. And yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think I think people are probably seeking mentors at every stage of their career, not just early entry, but you know wherever they are. How about you, G? Is that something that you've seen? Yes. So I'm kind of you know I've been thinking about um, this a lot, and kind of personally as you growing your own career and and all of us here um, have done that and I have started to look back as my responsibility to give back and I have always been somebody that kind of put the head down and really just focus on the on the job at hand and and I actually haven't done that as well uh, for others and and so I I've started and and um I really want to focus on that and I invite everybody there that's in a position of leadership to kind of step out and really seek out to help others, to, to help younger generations, same generation, you know, in mentoring and sponsoring. And the other thought I had was, you know, when, when we girls talk, we talk a lot about the boys club, but what about the girls club? I would love to see more support in general of, you know, women for women out in the business, in technology, in digital and kind of looking out for each other. That's a really good place to come back to Sophie then again, because I mentioned in my introduction that we want to talk in this podcast about advice for taking care of our careers and the things that we should be looking out for and and the career-based advice that we can hand to the next generations. But there's also a massive point, isn't there, about how we can make sure that we're also taking care of ourselves, because unless we're taking care of ourselves, we're not going to be able to do the best job possible. Um, And I think the pandemic has, has... definitely from all the people, not just women, but the people that I've been speaking to, the hours have got longer, the work-life balance has changed. You know, I think, gee, when we were speaking, you were on a spin bike whilst you, uh, whilst we were having our meeting, you know, we're having to find different ways to get away from the screen or find time for ourselves. And Sophie, you made a great point about self-care and the importance of self-care. And maybe you can, can give us some more detail on that. Absolutely. Um, by the way, G, I'm going to take you up on that <laughs> virtual spin meeting. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I think it's it's so important because our world has been shaped by do more work, do more work, do more work. The boundaries have been blurred, especially with all of us working from home of our personal lives and our work lives. And it's so easy when you love your job, for it to become your whole identity. And then when there's stress involved, when there's uncertainty, um, in not just in your career, but in your whole industry and globally, it's so easy to have a mental health crisis of your own. And I think it's so important that at every stage of our careers, whether it's entry level, you're a student, you're senior, you're mid, that we take time to look after ourselves. I'm so encouraged to see so many organisations, you know, putting checks in place, you know, wellbeing hours, um, encouraging their teams to go for walks, flexible working. I mean, at Stuffs, we're now offering staff free counselling um, and a place to to talk about what they're going through, whether that's in work or outside of work. And 
I think as women especially, we can often find the buck falls with us a lot of the time to lead on these initiatives. Mm. Again, because of unfortunate stereotyping about these are soft things. So soft things are what women do. But what we are going to do is change the world through these soft things. <laughs> we are literally going to change the world. And I encourage anyone at every level of their career to please make time for yourself. Run a bath. I now do this thing before our <laughs> podcast. I had a hot bath. I wanted <laughs> One, one in the afternoon, I run a bubble bath. I wanted to get in a good mood. I've got some lemongrass essential oils tapped onto my wrist. I've got a candle burning. It's all of these things that help us feel good about ourselves. And I think going back to something that Ali mentioned, when we feel good about ourselves, we feel more confident. We're more confident in our work. We're more confident speaking up and going for that promotion and showing people what we've done. I would love, especially for us that work in the STEM industries, for us to, when we think about growth and scaling, for us to make sure that that includes the time for our teams, ourselves, especially those who are founders or C-suite level, to look after ourselves as well. Because if we're broken and if we're bruised and if we're damaged, work is only going to make us feel worse about ourselves. And we've already got enough negative messages being bombarded at us. And I just want women to feel great about themselves and to feel unashamed about making the time they need to pamper themselves. Because honestly, women and girls, you absolutely deserve it. And men too, of course. If there are any men listening, <laughs> run yourself a bubble bath. <laughs> There's such lovely points, Sophie, and I really back that idea of, you know, it's all about transforming by doing, isn't it? It's about having these senior women in leadership roles and senior men in leadership roles as well who are prioritizing, making sure that people are happy and that they're okay. You know, we're spending all of our time at the moment working and there has to be that balance. And one of the lovely things has been... Uh, part of the pandemic and everyone working from home is that more human point that everyone's been talking about you see people at home you see a whole side of their lives that you hadn't seen before and you appreciate your your colleagues on a completely different level and hopefully that is going to help to push to this normalization of taking care of people you know I was so lucky the other day to watch one of my team get married via Zoom. And that's something that, you know, she's based in the States. I wouldn't have seen that otherwise. But somehow, because of the pandemic, I got to see her get married. And it was so incredibly moving and emotional to see that and to be involved in that and to see her as a human and not a team, not not just a teammate, you know, not just another kind of person in the organization. I think that's really important. Gee, I think you might have something to add here as well. Yes, I, you know, it's interesting, Sophie, you kind of hit the point there for me really well when you said it's easy to, to put in long hours when you, when you love what you do. And, and, and I thought, ah, oh, that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> and it kind of feels good, right? Because, okay, I love what you do, but you, you're right. You know, taking a moment um, is important. And, and as they were talking about, you know, the bath, and I was thinking, how can I incorporate that, you know, in my day? Kind of to do that, but recently, actually, one of my uh, female coworkers, who is super high energy, one of the brightest people I've ever met, um, we were commenting about her bright energy and how supposedly she doesn't need anything. But she said something that really stuck with me, which is she said she takes even her she takes 
few minutes throughout the day to close her eyes or to just breathe and listen to her breath. Um, and, and that's how she goes on. And I thought, oh, I could do that. I could two or three minutes. Maybe half an hour is a lot, but maybe I can take a few minutes here and there and, and that could make a difference in my energy level and, and you know, just in my, in my mental ability. So yeah. small bites. For sure. And we've been talking now for well over our designated time but I just want to to round off everyone with asking you all the question that will round off not just this episode but this series really beautifully the International Women's Day uh, theme for this year is choose to challenge and I just wondered you know knowing what you know now having gone through the journeys and the experiences that you've each gone through what advice would you give to the women and girls behind you, and even, you know, not just women and girls, the people behind you who are entering the industry or thinking about entering this industry, what's kind of the one piece of advice that you'd give them? Maybe we'll start with Ali. I would say surround yourself with people who bring out the best version of yourself. Whether that's personally, whether that's professionally, we all need people in our lives that support us and motivate us in achieving our goals and really bring out the best in us. I think somebody said it earlier, G, you might have mentioned, you know, you need to, you know, there's so many negative things around us in society. You need people to support you, build a network that supports this. It's opportunities about having humans that believe in you, that teach you and champion you, that allow you to build a network that is truly going to help the trajectory of your career and your personal life. Thanks, Ali. How about you, G? Yes, I would um, kind of to add to that, I would really say look to always pay it forward because as you do a great job, uh, you know, in building that network and, and inevitably there are going to be people that will help you along the way, don't forget, pay it forward, because that moving forward, that energy is is really, I think, what will make the difference. And Sophie? For me, it's definitely embrace your humanity, um, embrace the wealth of who you are as a human, all the depths of your emotions, explore them, explore the things that you love, It's live life to the fullest. I think if the pandemic has chose shown us anything the biggest way we can choose to challenge is to just live life to the fullest because tomorrow is never promised and I just want girls boys women men old young black white whoever you are wherever you are listening listening to this make this the year you just live your life to the fullest apply for that promotion apply for that job apply for that course leave your job start your own business, go for that promotion, put yourself forward for that award. Do everything that you can to live your fullest life because at the end of the day, if you can get to the end of your life and you feel like, I did it my way, not to steal the words of (laughs) Frank Sinatra, but if you did do it your way, you can honestly rest easy with a huge smile on your face. What a perfect place to end. Sophie, Ali, G. Thank you all so much for joining me today and for taking part in what is a really inspirational and great discussion. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.
You've been listening to part of the In Conversation With series from Valtech Cafe. Why not subscribe and keep up to date with the latest audio content from the Valtech team? And to find out more about who we are and what we do, you can visit valtech.com for all the details. Until next time, thanks for listening.